Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and thank you for joining me today. I have a great team here with me today, and this is a wonderful couple. This is Darby and Tom Jovanowski. Did I say that right? Yeah, that was good. I thought I did. Well, you know, and this is really fascinating because, Darby, thank you as you gave me your little bio that you mentioned me because (laughs) I did have the pleasure of marrying you guys 2008. I know. It seems like yesterday. Yeah, it was really amazing. It's fun to be a part of that. You're such a lovely couple, and you have such a wonderful story just about your marriage and how you guys have done. And so we'll have to maybe have you back one day and talk about that. Absolutely. Just the miracle children that you have. Yes. So, but I have you really today because I'm really interested in having people understand what it's like to be a couple that does business together because that is a big deal. Yes. That's a really big deal. And so you are real estate brokers and you've been in the industry for over 12 years. Now you met in 2007 at a local real estate brokerage, Yes, right? Yes. And you were a single mom, and then you guys started working together for the Thomas Davis Group. And then the next, like, nine years, you guys kind of worked together, and then you actually opened your own company, right, out of your home. And then you had another child. Yeah. And, wow, having a new baby in the home, and you needed to have an outside location for peace and quiet. So we're going to talk about that, why you moved from your home to an off-site location. And so you own your own brokerage and stress of a new baby, all the responsibilities that quite a few agents who worked with you and you started, you decided in 2014 to merge with a larger brokerage firm. And okay. And so um, now Tom, you also coach your son's football. Yeah, lots of football. I love, <laughs> I love that, and um, so you're extensively involved with, with uh, Jackson Sports. That's your son, yep. and your faith is really important to you, and it's been the building block for your family. Yes. And you go to Central Christian Church in Gilbert. That's right. Great church. Yeah. So, you know, this is kind of amazing when we look at people that have blended families for one. That's right. Right. And so you also have your own business because you were doing it as well on your own. That's right. Tom, you were doing it on your own. And then you kind of, then you started dating. Then you decided to get married. Then you kind of merged your businesses sort of. So did you kind of start to work for him? Yes. So when we started dating in 2007, uh, later that year, we decided to come together as a team and it was a, a natural progression um, when you're dating and you're in real estate is you want to work together. Right. And so that is how the Thomas Davis Group team came about. And so, uh, yes, we I just started working with him. And Thomas Davis is Tom and yeah. your last name's Davis. Right. Yes. Well, at the time it was Davis. Yes, yes. Okay. exactly, right. exactly. So it was just a natural progression that um, has really worked out best for us because, you know, we take uh, – 
what God has given me, the ability and for him, and we become a power team together. So it has not been easy. Uh, no. <laughs> no, by God's grace <laughs> and his patience and his love, it has been a, a, a wonderful experience. But no, uh, if it wasn't for coming to speak with you and giving us the tools to be able to communicate, it, it can be challenging for sure. Well, I think it's amazing because I did a lot of business coaching for you guys, oh, you yeah. know, which is like, and that's, you know, not necessarily how to do your business, but when yeah. I do consulting for businesses, you know, it's really how your team works. Right. And so you guys were brave enough to really say, you know what, I think we're not figuring this out on our own. Yeah. Which I think is one of the biggest things that we want to really encourage people is that, you know, being married, wanting, feeling like God has called you to do a business together. Yes. If it's not working, that doesn't mean that you, you should just throw it away. No. It means that you might want to get some outside help. I mean, Tom, you were really big on getting consulting. Right. And the one thing I just wrote this down was uh, I come from an automotive background where we actually manufactured the car parts for cars. And one of the big th terms we used to always use was preventative maintenance. And you think about your car and you'd change your oil every three months, or you think about any kind of machine or business, you're going to work on it and get some sort of expert to help you with it. And so that's kind of how Darby and I put it together was this is our preventative maintenance plan is to have a marriage coach, a business coach, and get that help when things maybe go sideways. Because in the end of it, it is going to go sideways at some point. It's just how do you plan and how do you set it up to, to address that when it does. See, I think that's really important for people to know because that's a humility piece. Yeah. And right. it's hard for us to be humble. We want to think we can figure it out on our own. Right. You know, and we all have our way of doing it. And you guys are very strong personalities. So yes. when it works, it works really good. When it's not working, it's really not working. Right. Right. And, you know, for me, um, it's... We're, we're both very passionate people. And because I was already in the industry and so was he, and, you know, with God giving me uh, the personality to be extroverted, he is an introvert. So we're wired completely different. Um, but because we were both in the industry, we're, you know, it's easy when you start to get into a conversation to sometimes start to get defensive. And with our... Um, Coaching from you, you really taught us how to communicate with one another and to really understand that, you know, how God wired me is never going to change. That's and same right. with Tom. That's right. And so for you to explain to us um, where that passion comes from and to um, appreciate and to love those personalities of, of those differences, those differences then you can sit back and say, wow, you know, start to, to uh, appreciate those traits instead of saying, yes. instead of being defensive, no, that is just how I was wired. And I may just be asking a question. And so from that, you know, you just start to learn to, uh, to, to adjust. Yeah. To yes. Adjust. Yeah. Well, and you have the gender differences as well. Yes. So Tom, what, what would you say about this whole introversion, extroversion difference? Well, that was kind of enlightening for you. Right. I, I can't remember the name of the test we took. Oh, the Myers-Briggs Myers temperament right. inventory, right. You know, but uh, yeah, learning those things about yourself and then kind of setting the expectations for how to deal with those types of personalities is a huge thing. And then, yeah, we spend a lot of time on the, the female and male 
perspective of yes, not only business yes. but marriage. Because you, you know, you were so funny when I was get, coaching you guys a little bit before we started the show, and I said, you know, at the end, I'm going to give you a little two minute, you know, like I'm going to hold up two <laughs> fingers and say, okay, we're going to wrap it up. And you said, <laughs> you said to me, hey, can I do that at a party? Can I hold up the two minutes to Darby when I'm at the party? <laughs> right. When I leave. I've always said the God given <laughs> gift He gave me is communication, and so exactly. I just. Right. That's where my passion it's lies. It's hilarious to me. Because, you know, that's what's really tough because when you don't understand gender differences right. and temperament differences, right. then, you know, in the beginning, you know, Tom, you could kind of feel like she was being offensive. You know, like she just kept talking and she wanted to talk right. things out. She wanted to talk about them right now. And, you know, and you had no time to think about it. You know, and so you right. felt kind of like, you know, assaulted. And you had to come up with an answer right then. And then you might be too harsh with her. And then she'd get her feelings right. hurt. And we're off to the races, aren't we? It sounds almost like every day. (laughs) No. Except you guys have graduated. We we completely have graduated. And that's one thing that I've really seen in myself is when I started having self, when I wanted to um, dig deep into self-improvement. Yes. It wasn't, oh, because I changed, it made our relationship better. But it helped me to grow enough to be able to see the differences and especially taking um, the seminars with you and understanding how Tom is wired and because I used to say he has a tone <clears throat> issue and he would say, no, you have a, a, a hearing issue. Right. <laughs> but right. to know that the way he is wired and the way that he may be reading my body language completely changed how I was coming across to him. Because if I had spoken in a language, but my eyes gave a different look to him, he went into that flight Fight, flight, or freeze, yeah, right? Defense. Exactly. Big right defense. into defense. Right. And so there he was not able to defend me. He was now trying to defend himself. Right. And so there's been a lot of changes that I have seen because I had made that decision to start to grow, self-improvement. And uh, it, that has been a huge success for us. Well, I think that's powerful because, you know, if you have to do business together yes. and your relationship is not working. Right. And it's really tough for extroverted, feeling women to shelve that and do business mode. And, Tom, you were a little bit better at that. And sometimes that even made her feelings hurt even more, like, what, you don't even care? doesn't even matter to you that you don't, you're like, we got to get this work done. Right. Right. And then you you throw in actually working at home on top of that. Made it even that much more difficult because now you're, you're in the place where you're raising your family and raising your kids. But it's during, and you had a blended family, too. Correct. So there's a lot of challenges in there. Um, what, would you, what, what are some of the takeaways for you? Like if you were to recommend to men that maybe are hearing you talk saying, I'm in that same situation. I'm trying to work at home with my wife. I've got a blended family. I just want time to think. I just need some space. Right. I, I think you, you almost have to, before you make that decision, sit down, define roles, responsibilities, Figure out what each person's, you know, someone's workday might start at 5 in the morning and the other one starts at 10 in the morning. So fi- figuring <laughs> right. that out and that might get, get you know, Have some appropriate some. expectations. Yeah, set expectations. And no judgment. You know, no judgment. And then, you know, roles and responsibilities is another huge thing. You know, what role do you play? What role does your spouse play? And, and then making sure you blend that together. It, inside the house, it's tough because... You know, you might have cleaning to do or family things to do with your children, and it's during a work time period. It's kind of hard. Well, you know, that's funny because I, I remember now one of the conversations that we had that was hard, Darby, for you. Yeah. 
is that I would say to you, yes, you are still parenting while you're trying to work because you have little ones. Right. Right? And so Tom is here at home trying to make this business work so you can take it outside the home. Exactly. And so you're thinking he's available. Right. And I remember I had to say to you, if he's in that office, just like he's at work. Yes. And that was, so I'd said, text him, call him on the phone, right? But he's at work. If you're doing stay-at-home mom and then you do work in the afternoon, you have to really respect that boundary. Oh, sure. And that was hard for me at the beginning because I'm an extrovert. So when I didn't get a response from him, I thought he didn't care enough to hear me the first time. And so it took learning from you how to communicate with him. Exactly. Well, this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment with Tom and Darby Jovanowski. Amazing couple that have merged their business life, their work life, their family life, and their marriage. This is Cynthia Hyatt. Join me again in the next segment. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. If you're just joining me, I have an amazing couple. This is Tom and Darby Jovanowski, and they are the owners of a brokerage firm called the Thomas Davis Group Realty. And they do a great job. Did I say that right? Thomas Davis Group? Well, it's Thomas Davis Group Team, yes. Thomas Davis Group Team. Yes, and we merged with a a large brokerage now. Okay, perfect. All right, so you have been uh, married since 2008, and you have done Realty separately and then merged. Yes. Do a brokerage, still do Realty. And so we were kind of talking off air about this idea of gender differences. And Darby, you made this great point of saying, you know, my number one need is security as a woman, and the real estate business does not offer lots of security. Real estate and insurance are pretty similar. Yeah, not consistent and they're, security. They're, it's troubling. Yes, it's struggling. And so, and we talked some about, you know, you're also doing business at home. And with, you know, Tom, you were even as we were, you know, chatting <laughs> off air, answering clients on your phone, right? <laughs> right. We, and I have some realtors on my caseload, and I know it is a tough business to put your phone down. Right. which that affects your relationship right. as well. So talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, I was explaining to you, um, for as much progress that we've had over the years working together for nine years, one of the constant things that comes up is this business never shuts off. So it's 24-7, and because you don't have that constant financial security, you come to that place going, well, I need to answer the phone because what if, right? And so we'll be sitting there as a family because I will say this, this business also brings blessings of flexibility. You know, my children see me at home every day at 3 o'clock when they get out of school, and they don't realize that mommy is working because I have that ability to be home. But because of that, we'll be sitting there in the living room as a family watching a movie Tom's got his feet propped up, got the computer going, got his phone. Right. And, yes, he's constantly doing marketing that is um, Nece- very necessary very necessary for the business, and he's providing for our family. But looking at the situation, the children looking at us, I'm looking at him, it's like, do you ever just turn that off? Right. Is that? Are you married to your phone? I love you. I'd love to be able to feel connected because that's something else I need, that right. connectedness. right. And when you look at him and he's constantly, you know, he's tunnel vision on that computer, 
Um, so you know, how do you how do you overcome that? Because that is a reality of the business, you, and you both do it. So how do you overcome that? Honestly, yes. Speaking with you, yeah. <laughs> you've taught me over the years, and I have been so blessed to be able to be friends with you for 16 years. And I call you a friend because God um, really knew that I needed you through some really hard times in my life, and we have um, had that privilege to get to know you and. Um, even though you have said something to me, say, even 10 10 years ago, I still remember those conversations. But through this last year and a half, God has really put it on my heart to work on myself, self-improvement. And then all of a sudden, these um, conversations I've had with you in the year, it's like the light bulb went off, okay? So I'm starting to hear Tom differently. I'm understanding when he's under pressure, this is not against me. This is how God has wired him. This is how God has made him. Now, like when I have a conversation with him and where in the past he may have thought that I was being defensive, I raise my eyebrows. I talk with excitement like, hey, honey, um, did you do this? And he doesn't go right into that fight, flight, or freeze mode. That defense mode. That defense mode. That's how he's wired. So now I know not to take that personal. Right. right. And um, I know how important intimacy is. I know the connectedness for Tom, you know, for him – to, and this is all from learning from you, the confidence comes from, you know, his success in business and the way that I feel about him. Those two things. So I know that's important to him, even though he may not come out and say, hey, I need that reassurance from you. So I have learned through the years from what you've taught me. And because I'm growing um, myself, it's all just kind of coming together. So that's where it's made a difference for me. Is so I think that's huge information to hear yes. for people because – it's it's really tough when you're in the moment and you're feeling like your needs aren't being met. So, yeah. Tom, when you hear her say some of these things, like, what what have you learned about really helping her and understanding her better? And right. what changes you have had well, to make? Well, that's tough because especially knowing Darby's security is a huge issue. And in our business, commission-only business, there's only one way to get that financial security, and that's to answer your phone. That's right. Whether that's at 9 o'clock at night or whenever. So that's kind of a tough balance for me because it's it's right because you're trying to do it for her right but at the same time you're saying i'm doing this for you but now you're mad at me now you're mad at me for doing it (laughs) so one of the things i started trying to do with some of our clients is set the set the initial tone ahead of time and say hey you know my day ends at 6 30 good for you anything after that i'll return the next business day there's not much that can happen after 6 30 anyway but that takes also trust in god that god's going to hold your business for you because there are other realtors that would answer at 12 o'clock at night Right, exactly. So I've been trying to set that tone. Now, do I still answer? Sure. Do I tell people, hey, if it's a real emergency, shoot me a text and I'll try my best to get back to you. You know, but that's part of it, too, is setting the tone with your client that, hey. And setting those boundaries. Right, setting those boundaries. Exactly. And one thing that I have noticed in Tom, and again, we're not perfect. You know, there are days that we're like, okay, can't wait for tomorrow because we get to start over, right? Because <laughs> right. life happens. Right. And we're a blended family. And so, you know, there's things that may come up that we weren't expecting for the day. But one thing that I have seen in Tom, because, you know, we're, we're both working on each other, is he knows God has wired me to um, communicate, right? Yes. And so knowing that Tom, he could be in the middle of work, just because he's in the house does not mean that... You know, he's connected with me with the house stuff, right? So I could um, yell out, hey, Tom, did did you get this done in the house? And then what he's learned is saying, Darby, I'm actually working on something right now. I can answer you in 15 minutes. 
So that way I don't have to say it four times thinking that he didn't care enough about me to answer. He is conscious enough to go, I need to give her the validation. I need to be able to say, you know what, I can answer you in 15 minutes. I've got to do this right now. And then that way I don't feel saddened. And devalued. And devalued. Right, right. And so I have seen that in him. But I can tell you the number one thing is because we make it important to stay connected with one another on an intimate level. So we're gonna, Yes, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that because yeah. that is one of the hardest things when you have that amount of stress with blended families and parenting. Yes. And you want your kids to succeed. You know, and you're always funny. You're just like, I've just been yelling at football players all, <laughs> at, all weekend, right? So your voice is blown out. You're so yeah. funny. So, you know, it's really... Do, so you're doing extracurricular thing for your family. Right. Then for you're doing family. business commission only, re- very high stress. Yes. Right? Then you're trying to be married. Yes. And you're doing a lot of it at home. So exactly. intimacy, hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> Where do we do that one, right? Right. Yes. And, so, you know, intimacy is different levels. It could be just talking to one another. Absolutely. Um, he really affection. likes affection. We're not big uh, PDA outside of the home. Right. But in the house, he he wants that validation. And so sometimes with everything going on in the house, I have to give him that. So there's so many different levels of intimacy. Yeah, there's lots of dying to self. Yes. There's lots of saying, okay, not mine needs necessarily, but his needs. Yes. Or not my needs, but her needs. Not that we are like martyring ourselves. Exactly. But it really is about being a grown-up in your relationship, and that's a tough thing to do. And so tell me, we are at the hard break here, so make sure, Tom, let okay. people know how to get a hold of you because you guys really are very powerful realtors here in the Valley. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, you can always go to our website, which is www.thomasdavisgroup.net, or you can give us a call at 480-442-5540. Right. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next hour as we continue with Tom and Darby Jovanowski and doing life and business and family together. This is 1360 KPXQ Faith Talk Radio. Make sure you visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. Thank you so much for joining me today. And remember, if you are just tuning in and are not able, have not been able to listen to the show, make sure you go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com, that's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T, and you can hear the show in its entirety. And I have a special just couple here with me today. This is Tom and Darby Jovanowski, and they are in business together. They are realtors. They, have, uh, they own the Thomas Davis Realty Group. Did I get that right? Thomas Davis Group Team. Thomas Davis Group Team, yes. And um, they also have two children. A four-year-old and a eleven-year-old. That's amazing. So they are also a blended family, and they do some of their business from home. So, all of you out there that are contemplating going into business together, this is the show for you. If you are in business together and are struggling, this is the show for you. So I'm so glad you guys joined me today and really giving some great insights. And we left off on that last segment just talking about, wow, in all of that, when you have you have a four-year-old and eleven-year-old, and the eleven-year-old is very involved and in, you do you, right. co- you coach lots him sports, yeah. lots of sports and four-year-olds are quite a handful yes and then real estate is like a business that wants to be 24 7 and so that's a tough one and then doing it at home and it's commission only so wow how do you you know how do you deal with intimacy how do you deal with those you know getting a quiet time together what happens if you don't 
Well, if you don't, then uh, the stress of this business starts to, it's like a volcano, right? It starts to blow over. And so then you start to take um, his work stress as a personal. um, uh, So you get more sensitive. Totally get more sensitive. And so, you know, you have to be very conscious of um, knowing that his stress level is because of work and it's, I don't take it personal, but it's extremely important to have um, that time alone. If it's date night, um, getting out of the house without, you know, your conversations being about work or, or children, children or sports, because we are <laughs> very sports, sports family oriented yeah. <laughs> and you have to make it about each other. You know, we've been saying probably what for the last um, two months, we need to go on vacation together. And then, you know, because, you know, we work together and this business is, it seems like, 24-7, it could be the only time we have together is 1030 at night and then here we are talking about a client, you know, and it's right. like there's got to right. be more things to, um, to communicate about. So, Tom, you were saying something a little bit, you know, we were off air, just about how nice it is if she just comes up to your desk and... Right. Yeah, you know, sometimes, especially if you're working at home, and you're plugging away and getting your job done and just maybe come up and, you know, give you a little shoulder rub or, or even yeah, just some kindness, yeah, right? just some yes, kindness yes. and just showing, you know, her, that's her showing me some support and, you know, it makes you feel good. Or say I'm at the office and she sends me a quick text saying, I love you or something like that. You know, it'll re-energize you for that day or for that hour or whatever it is trying to get through whatever you're trying to well, do. Well, and I think sometimes we as women, we, we forget that men need those things. We see them as like these really strong, aggressive men. And sometimes when you're really in work mode, you can be kind of harsh. Like right. I know that you and I have talked about tone and I've sure. said, remember the woman child pet voice, right. you know, that when Darby calls you want instead of saying, hey, what, what's up? What do you want? Right. Okay, click. Right? That you say, right. hi, honey, something I can do for you. Right. goes a long way. Constantly working on that. I know. One. It's a tough one. I was going to say, you know, did you, you, did you, you hear that? Did you you get, well, you get yeah. in work mode. You <laughs> right. know, you get in work exactly. mode. And so, you know, women, we forget sometimes what it does to men if we just stop and look at them with those loving eyes, with a smile, a beautiful smile. We hug them and we say, wow, I appreciate how hard you're working. I see how hard you're working. Right. You know, and I'm so glad that I have you or any of those. Just And it takes three seconds. But we all have to get out of our right. the zone that we're in. Right. So we have, we have, we have two minutes. What, what would you like be recommending to couples that are really high stress? You know, I mean, as far as the stress goes, you've got to make time for vacations. Even if those vacations or that time together could be work-related. You know, like in our industry, there's always conferences or things like that. Exactly, you're right. Where you can turn a conference into a little vacation where you're staying together, you're in a hotel, you're away from the kids, and you're getting some work done. Like in Las Vegas. You guys just had a big one in Las Vegas, I think. Yeah, exactly. So you can have some fun, too, while you're getting work done. And that's one way of definitely, you know, Like recharging a little. Recharging. Yes. I think putting a plan in place. Um, Having... A coach, um, business coach, life coach. If you're going to work together, you're, you're going to raise a family together. Have someone hold you accountable, not each other, because if we hold each other accountable, sometimes we can get defensive because we question, are they thinking that I'm well, not doing a good you know, job? You, you brought a great point because it can feel parental 
very many times with couples. It's very hard to be the accountability partner for your spouse. Exactly. And so it's really good that God brings in, you know, you have pastors. We have all different levels of pastors at churches. Sure. You know, we have other business coaches, life coaches. So here we are at the end of this segment. We have one more segment to go with Tom and Darby Jovanowski. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the last segment as we talk about this idea of parenting, business, living together, and how that works when you are really trying to have a vibrant marriage. Well, thank you for joining me today. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia, and you are hearing the last segment of this show. So if you haven't been able to listen to it in its entirety, make sure you uh, check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com and check it out anyways. And also Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt, Inc., that's INC for Incorporated. And there's lots of great inspirational, motivational uh, things on on the website as well as on Facebook. And you can also find out what shows are coming up. So today I have with me Tom and Darby Jovanowski. They are realtors. They also own a brokerage firm. And they also live together and have a blended family. And so we've got a lot going on here as to how to make this work and what God has done in their life and and how God has grown them and shown them how to do this well. And they are quite an example to their industry. They're very successful in their industry. And there's a lot of people that follow their lead as to how they do parenting, how they do their business, and how they do it well. And, and uh, Tom, we were talking a little bit off air as, as, you know, how you talk to Derby versus how you talk to employees and how you kind of had to learn to do that. And I think that's a huge issue many times for men. Yeah, yeah, I think it's something you definitely have to learn different. <clears throat> Prior to real estate, I, I my family owned a big steel company. In Detroit. In Detroit, yes. Yeah, with 100-plus employees. And, you know, how you talk to employees versus if your wife is your employee or, or works with you, a partner, you know, is two totally different things. Because your People, mother worked for you. Co- correct. My mom would constantly tell me that, you, you know, I'm not talking to her. Like you it, talk to the employees like nicer than her. Like I talk to the employees. And, and she was probably right, and Darby's right. probably right when, when it comes to that. But, wow, what? I'm but, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> but uh, it's certainly something that you got to work for, you know, work at, rather, is because if you, you know, maybe say things a certain way, or we talked a little bit about accountability, you know, you might hold an, an employee accountable for something, and if you hold your wife accountable for that same thing, you could... You know, and how you do it. How yes. you how you do yes. it is the problem. Well, there is that familiarity so, feeling. Yeah. And so sometimes we give ourselves license to be either sarcastic or, you know, use that as a, as a person to blow off steam while we're also talking to them right. about business. And so we don't filter as much. Right. Talk, and, talking to employees with the little kid voice. Yes, that's right. <laughs> the might, pet child, the woman, pet child voice. woman voice. <laughs> yes. Might not be as effective. Yes, because men forget their voices can be very right. harsh. And when they're doing right. business, they can be very matter of fact. And that's fine when you're talking right. to a bunch of guys. But when you're talking to a subordinate or you're talking to your wife who you want to then, right. like, can I say have sex with that night? Right. You might want to change your tone of voice during the day because we know that women don't compartmentalize like men. Right. So you might talk to her harshly at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. 10 o'clock at night, you forgot all about it. I don't know if she has. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still want to talk about it. Exactly. exactly. And I think that, you know, it's tough when you are doing all these different roles. And, you know, you were talking about this idea of 
wow, if I get put into a role that I'm not good at. Right. You know, and so it's Tom needing to respect your strengths. Exactly. You needing to respect his strengths and recognizing, okay, wow, if we have a role that one of us needs to do that neither of us are good at, what do we need to do? Do we need to then hire an employee? Well, and we've had this conversation is, you know, we're at that stage where we need to hire an extra um, em- employee to our business. But because there is not constant financial security, there's always that what if. Right, okay? exactly. And yes, and yes, we put everything comes from God. All of our finances, he has blessed us with, right? Um, but because we've been through the ups and downs in real estate, and if anyone knows about the Arizona real estate 2008 was a catastrophe, and we were a a newly married couple, and um, this was right before Devin was born, but Jackson was still young, and so there was a lot of stresses, right? And so it is um, just one of those that... um, Well, I think it's tough. I think it's hard when you're trying to manage all of those different things together, and you're trying to figure out, do I want to hire somebody and add financial stress? If I don't hire the person, how do I deal with the stress of trying to do a role I'm not good at doing? Well, and yeah, and we just had that conversation of saying, you know, we are at that place. And he's like, yeah, but you could take on that role, Darby. And I'm like, yes, but that is not where my passion is. And I'm so afraid, Tom, I am going to let you down. I'm going to, it's going to end up failing because, again, if you're putting me in a role that, let's say if it's for secretary or it's transaction coordinating, right, taking care of all your paperwork, that that's not something that truly excites me. I love the people. I love relationships. I love building our clientele, you know, taking care of them. And if you put me in this role, and I understand if it's temporary, set that tone up front. But I'm And then have grace. And then have grace. Exactly. And know it. I mean, and some of that is, you know, when you're in a very busy life. Yeah. How do you find time to talk together? Because you're kind of having to talk as you're doing other things. Right. right. And it is hard to, and so some of that is, you know, we've talked a little bit about making those specific meeting times as you would with an employee. Right. It's saying, you know, okay, we have to have, a, you know, a partner's meeting, 12 o'clock today at lunch, and it has to be sacred because we have to have quiet time enough to just like, wow, where are we at and how are we doing with this instead of, well, I'll talk to her when I get home tonight or I'll, you know, shoot her a text or right. yeah. I'll, I'll tell him when we're taking, you know, Jackson to football. Right. You know, and you end up creating more chaos sometimes, even though you're trying right. to, like, do all this, like, multitasking. Well, yeah, and I think for us, we've always said from the beginning, you know, preventative maintenance is very important to us. Absolutely. And we talk about this with other friends and our um, other people in the industry. Anyone that's working with their spouse is, you know, have a plan in place if it's a business coach, a life coach. Sometimes even Tom and I, and you are uh, our life coach, our business coach, counselor, whatever word you want to put to it, but you are the person that we go to, and we could be going to our appointment and going, we don't even know what we're going to talk about today. We can't wait to see where God's going to take this. Because you're doing so good. Because right. we're doing so good. Um, but we need somebody to be able to um, talk ideas through uh some issues well, we check on some of those things check on and say, those. hey, yeah. how are we doing with this one? And how's this one going? And how's the stress being managed? Exactly. You know, because real estate is a very stressful business. It's fun. Right. It's exciting. But it can be very stressful. Right. Right. You know, t- talking about what we talked about a few minutes ago about roles and, and all that, too. Some, one success story that, that I can say has been really good is 
say we're going to a listing appointment, you know, and I'm more of a, um, what's the word? Analytical? No, introvert. Right. Okay. Yes, exactly. And so I'm a numbers guy, a very analytical. I, I like putting all the spreadsheets and the graphs and all that stuff together. And I'm good at explaining all those things. But where Darby comes in is, I mean, she just takes over the room and people end up loving her. Right, And then exactly. I'm just kind of the afterthought. And to be like, oh, here's all the numbers if you really like, want to okay, know. Okay, yeah, what. that sounds great, Tom. Right, we'll right. Where do we sign? What, you know, what your house is worth, what we can sell it for. But uh, that, from a team perspective, that's where we've really gelled. And like when we go into a listing appointment, I really feel great about it. Because not only can we build the strong relationship portion of it with Darby's skills, but right, then, exactly. you know, you have those yes. skills where I know Darby doesn't like numbers and graphs and all that right, stuff. Right, exactly. So it, it's... Um, I think that, yeah, I think that's a great, that's, you know, because the enemy wants you to focus on the things that don't work or the areas that need growth, you know, and God wants us to focus on what he's, what's really working, knowing that he's taking care of the things. He's doing the good work that he started in us and he's going to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. So we're always going to have things to work on. And it's, you know, it's always that balancing act of focusing on wow, where have we come from? How far have we come? And, you know, and that positivity in our thinking and really focusing on the things that are working, the things that we love, and knowing that it's not like we're going to be in denial and ignore the things that aren't working. But the more we focus on those positives, you know, we build that resiliency. We feel better about one another so that when we have to talk about the things that aren't working, we have a lot more goodwill toward one another when we're talking about those things that aren't working so well. No, and that's talking about the things that are not working well is always a good thing to go talk to someone in a safe place. Absolutely. You know, for Tom and I to have a business meeting, okay, we already know up front that's probably not going to go very well. So, well, the business meetings are dealing with me. Exactly. <laughs> yes, you know, right. but we, we have respect for you. We know you're coming from a good place. It's a non-biased um, opinion conversation you're going to have with us i mean i can say right here you've sat and talked to tom and i and you finally said you guys sound like a bunch of 12 year olds and we looked at each other like we really do but having the same conversation with ourselves it was like you know what i got my punching gloves on and i'm gonna go to battle right and we weren't even talking about the thing that started the conversation well and i think you bring up this great idea of preventative Mm -hmm. you know is that you know there's a difference between you know huge psychotherapy and coaching and, and consulting. Sure. And that has a lot to do with the here and now. Now, certainly we have to talk about, wow, what brought the here and now here. Sure. But, you know, there is this idea that if we're really on top of our lives, we go to the doctor yearly, you know. And yeah. you, Tom, you've told me this before. You're like, I always tell all of our friends, all of our coworkers, you know, why aren't you seeing someone right. like for maintenance that helps you stay on track. Right. And I, I think sometimes it's, I might be generalizing here, but a lot of times it's maybe the guy that, hey, I can fix it. I can fix it. I think, it. You, I I think fix a it. lot of times that's just, correct, yes. You know, just like a, a machine or a car or whatever. Oh, I can take care of that. Well, you weren't always you know. excited to come in the beginning. You know, of course, it was a learning, just like it anything was else, it was a learning process. And, see, we the, came and that it. was one of the things that was most amazing about right. you is your willingness to say, you know what? I see the value in this for myself, for my wife, for my family, for my business, that if I get an outside source that really is on our side, that is a good coach, that sees us as a team, that wants us to win the game every time, you know, that's a value. That's different than, oh, we're so screwed up. Yeah, 100%. It's it's. Just like just like anything, uh, like changing the oil, I use that thing. If you Absolutely. don't change your oil, guess what happens? 
the engine's going to break See, down at yes. some point. It's the same, you know, same metaphor for marriage. It's it's for me to say I'm an engine expert for my car would be just something I'm not. To say I'm a marriage expert for my marriage, it's something I'm not. I need to work at it. I need to learn about it. I need to figure it out. And then I need to, to continue to improve. And, and if you don't, I think sometimes you got to humble yourself to say, and I'd say that's probably the best word for me was, you know, I'd sit back and say, hey, I need to sit down with an expert, work out whatever kinks we have. And Darby and I are to the point where, like, if we're really going to get into a, a good argument, it's like, okay, just set the appointment with, with Cynthia. <laughs> well, and then half the time we forget what we're exactly. arguing about by the time we come and see us. So exactly. If you have that in place, that, that plan it helps time, a lot. It, it does. helps a lot yes. versus if you wait till that engine breaks down and then you say, hey, it's time to go see a mechanic. That's going to, for one, it's going to cost more. It's going to cost a heck of a lot that's more. That's right. That's right. It's more time. Be a lot more time and a lot more effort to get it done. So, you and know, a lot more my, damage. That'd be my advice is be preventative. You know, go, you know, what do we go once every two, three months to come see you? Sometimes, maybe sometimes even six, really, because yeah. you guys are doing, yeah. I mean, you're so on track with your business and your right. family. Well, one thing that Tom and I have implemented, too, was if we find ourselves in a heated conversation, I know it sounds funny, it sounds like wrestling, but we'll have a tap out word. This right. is going nowhere. Right. So, you know what? It is. We need to stop this. We need to call Cynthia and be able to go talk this out because we're getting nowhere because we're at that fight, flight or freeze mode now. Right, exactly. And it's only going to hurt us in our marriage. It's only going to hurt us as being a parent, and it's for sure going to hurt us in our business. So it's at that moment we got to stop this conversation, and then let's go get, um, you know. Just a timeout. Time. Yes, like, yes. Just a timeout. Exactly. Like exactly, exactly. Well, I'm so glad you guys were here today, and I know that people got so much out of just hearing, like, real-life, real-time story about, you know, we're out in the world, we're doing, you know, what God has called us to do, we're parenting, we're trying to have that best friend, that marriage that's working, and we're trying to do an ethical, moral business that changes the world. And you guys are such great testimonials to the world, because I know people know that you're people of faith, and they respect how you do your business, and they respect how you do your family, and you're this example wherever you go. And so I'm so glad you shared some of your story. I know it helps so much. So please tell people how to get a hold of you. All right. You can search for homes for free on our website at www.thomasdavisgroup.net, or you can call us at 480-442-5540. Thank you. God bless you Thank guys. Thank you. It's an honor. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Make sure you look at the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. You can listen to the show in its entirety. Look at the Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. And have a blessed week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear a replay at any time at FaithTalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.